This message is brought to you by Croydon Tabernacle, a part of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. Our mission is reconciling the individual, community and the nation to God. Be blessed as you listen. The title of the sermon today is No, what did I say? No Regrets. You learn more at a funeral than at a feast. After all, that's where we will all end up. We might discover something from it. Let me guess the one. That's that's message. Okay. Do New King James that you were doing before, please. Better to go to the house of mourning or a funeral than to go to the house of feasting or a party. For that is the end of all men. And the living will take it to heart. Let me look for easy to read. Yeah, I've got easy to read already. So uh, I loved it when I was reading it. I thought, wow, this is too key. What is that? Seven two. Just give me a minute, please. <coughs> it is better to go to a funeral than to a party. So on any day when you have two invitations, one to a funeral, another to a party, go to the funeral. I'm not joking. That's what the Bible says. Pick the funeral. Why? Everybody must die. Whether you are rich or poor. And the living need to remember this. We need to remember this. We need to remember this. Verse 3 of Ecclesiastes 7 says, Sorrow is better than laughter. Because when our faces are sad, our hearts become good. You know, I was thinking of something um, as we were coming in the car this morning. Somebody invited me somewhere. And I couldn't afford to go because the place is outside London, England, UK, British. It's a different place. I couldn't afford it. And then I got some news and I thought, ha, thank God I couldn't afford it. Because if I could have afforded this, I would have gone. And the, the news I heard did not make me happy. Linked to that invitation. I said, ah, God, you are good though. So when you, are, you, are, you can't afford things, maybe you are going through a trial. You are going through a difficult time. You are going through something that is not pleasant. Rejoice in your heart and say, God, I thank you for this experience. Why? You will become a, good pe- a, a gooder person. Because sometimes when things are good, you are so careless, you are so f- carefree, you are so, you know, you are not really serious any longer. You have heard of so many people who have had countless years waiting for a child, and then when the child comes, you don't see them in church again. Before, ah, every prayer meeting, they are there. But after the baby is gone, prayer meeting, she is prayer meeting, there will be another one next week. She is uh, Pastor Enka preaching. She will preach again at some point. After you get your breakthrough, you relax. But when you are going through it, ah, you are serious. So it's good to have these periods and seasons when things are not going so well. So that you can, you know, become serious, become disciplined. Praise the Lord. So, two to five, yes. It is better to be criticized. Sorry, two to five. Sorrow is better, yes, I've said that, than laughter. Because when our faces are sad, our hearts become good. A wise person thinks about death. But a fool thinks only about having a good time. You know, when I read this scripture yesterday, ah, in fact, this is true fast track. 
Glory be to God. I'm so happy. Wow. Anyway, something just happened, but I don't want to I don't want to highlight it. Praise the Lord. When I was reading this scripture, I started to think about death. And when I say death, I don't mean I'm going to die. No, death, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking that we are all in 100 years time not going to be here. It is guaranteed as long as you are born, you must die. And so I started to think to myself, let me start thinking from the perspective and the viewpoint of death so that my life will have no regrets. Let me begin to think from the end to the present so that every decision I take, every word I speak, everything I do comes from that perspective of death with no regrets. Everything I pick up, everything I want to get myself involved in, everything, every person I want to be connected to, every time I want to spend on my phone, on my text messaging, on my WhatsApp, let me think of it from the viewpoint of a life with no regrets so that when I am at my grave or deathbed, I can look back and say, wow, Father, I'm grateful. And this fast has changed my thinking. Too many things have happened during the period of this fast. I can't even begin to share. I can't even begin to tell you. I can't even begin to, I can't even begin to enumerate. If I hold testimony and speak now, it'll be like I will be here till tomorrow. Amazing. Ah, it has been so amazing that we have to have a second fast. We can't leave this fast just to go like this. So that's 2010, 2020. Ah. <laughs> launching pad for great, not, not even launching pad. I don't want to say landing because I, I know that with God, once you start flying, you can't, you can't land. You're not supposed to land. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, it says a wise person, that's verse 4, thinks about death. But a fool thinks only about having a good time. Five, it is better to be criticized by the wise than to be praised by fools. Another thing you must do. And I said it on Friday nights. It's a shame you, some of you were not present. I said it on Friday nights. I said, let this be the last time you are indisciplined in your relationship with God. Most of us are indisciplined. That's why we, we, we are still where we are. Most of us are very, we are not disciplined. We are not. Forces of darkness, ah, they are disciplined, they are disciplined people. If they say they should not eat for 60 days for, for, so, that, so that somebody's life can be destroyed, they won't eat. They will say you should fast for 21 days at uh, three, uh, 12 noon. You are not pregnant. You are not breastfeeding. You are not uh, uh, sick. Nothing is wrong with you. 12 noon, you say, ah, this fast shall. Six, uh, 21 days. Ah. Then you go and quickly eat uh, biscuits. Uh, or some of you will say you want to uh, break, uh, uh, you want to keep yourself hydrated. You'll be drinking milk. You'll be drinking yogurt. You'll be drinking custard. Custard during a fast. Some of you, you want to pray in the morning. You put a, a cup of coffee by your prayer, you'll be drinking coffee and drinking, eating granules while you are reading your Bible. And you say you are, you are, you are disciplined. And you want to get outstanding, resounding breakthrough. Oh, praise the Lord. Verse 8 to 9, Ecclesiastes 7. So we've done 2 to 5. Separate that 5 says it's better to be criticized by the wise than praised by fools. Separate your friends. Put the fools on the left and the wise on the right. Everybody has two sets of friends, the wise and the foolish. I didn't say you should throw away the foolish, because the foolish are there for a reason, to be telling you how foolish you are. 
So leave them there. Leave them. Don't get rid of them. Leave them. But stop confiding your stories and secrets to foolish people. Are you listening to me? I hope you are. Then the wise, consolidate your relationship with them. You will be able to tell if you are a child of God who is foolish and who is wise. It's just that you are entertaining yourself. That's why you are mixing them together. Because in the next phase, you need those wise people to keep you on track. You need them. You need them to tell you the truth about who you are. You need that difficult husband to tell you that you are not up to scratch in certain areas. You need that ex-partner who you ran away from because you thought he was too brutal to get you so that those parts of you that are shaky can stand. If you can deal with a difficult person, a difficult partner, you are going to get a reward in heaven that those who are having rosy marriages have not got. So encourage yourself. Are you getting me? You have a tough partner, tough, and you can, you can cope and you can pray until God restores, is it peace or what did you call it in your testimony, Mr. Bola and Mrs. Tutu? If God can help you to overcome that, the, 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 the crown that is waiting for you. All the people that are doing I love you, I want to die for you. Let them continue to do the I want to die for you now. There's a special crown. They, they won't get any crown because they have enjoyed themselves here. Are you getting it? So everybody in a difficult relationship, everybody in a difficult marriage, there's a special crown waiting for you in heaven. I'm telling you. So persevere. Pray. Don't allow anything to disturb you. If they abuse you, say, sorry, sir. If they abuse you in the morning, say, good afternoon, sir. If, they, if the woman is so like a witch, pray until God changes her. Don't go and look for another woman. You are deceiving yourself because the one you are going to look for will be two times as witchcraft as the one you say you have in your house. God doesn't make mistakes. I'm telling you, he doesn't. You will get a reward. Take it from me. You will. So the foolish and the wise, keep the wise to keep you on track. Take the foolish to make you realize that this is how you are supposed to be, but God has delivered you. Praise the Lord. Eight and nine. Seven, eight and nine. Life of no regrets. Seven, eight and nine. Sorry. So surely, oppression destroys a wise man's reason. Ah, what is this one now? Why is this one in my something? It is better to finish. Ah, I wish talking the same thing. No, eight and nine. Seven, eight. Ecclesiastes 7, 8. Yes, the end of a thing is better than the beginning. The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. My own says, it is better to finish something than to start it. Say, I will finish well. I will finish well. In the mighty name of Jesus, I will finish well. So your mindset going forward is to finish well. Whatever God has started from this fast, you must finish it well. Go back. Ah, go back and... Look at the things that you wanted to do, your dream. What dream do you have? What is it in your heart that you know? Yes, you might be a successful engineer. You might be a successful banker. You might be a successful, you might work for HMRC. HMRC. You might be a successful accountant. You might be a successful computer engineer. But in your heart, what you really want to do, you have not done it. Take a step faith. And like my brother was saying, don't be afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. Don't be afraid of criticism. Ah, ah, how can you a, 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 a computer scientist want to go and be a chef? Gordon Ramsay has one of the smelliest mouths in this London. His words are horrible, but because of those nasty words he speaks, he stands out as a chef. You might be, uh, what now, uh, I don't know what you are. 
And all you ever wanted to do in life was be a florist. You love flowers. You can tell by the smell of a flower, even if you are blindfolded, what flower it is that is smelling. Or you might be a perfumer because of your, your nose that can pick scents anywhere. Can't do it. Don't let anybody criticize you. And you know what? The people who are closest to you are the greatest people who might never see your talents. Anybody that wants to do anything to damage your dream, block them off and go for it. Some of us have stayed where we are because somebody close to us said, there's no, there's no future in that dream, but it's still burning in your heart. Go and get it done. Don't let any, anybody that speaks negative about your dream block them off. Block them. I didn't say don't talk to them more. But don't tell them anything about your dream any longer. Don't. It could be as close as your parents. It could be because they wanted you to be something else. So they've always told you that this particular thing cannot work. And still, it's in your heart. When if Let me tell you what your real dream is. If I gave you a million pounds today, and said, do anything you want to do. Be anything you want to be. Have anything you want to have. Whatever comes to your mind first is your dream. So if you're a computer scientist, and the first thing that comes to your mind is that you want to be a car dealer, go for it. Because that computer, except if that, com that computer science, whatever it is that you are doing, comes to your heart that even if you gave me a million pounds, I will still be doing this. Maybe instead of working for somebody, I'll work for myself. Then you are fine. But most of us have something else in mind that we are too afraid to take the leap. Why? You may be in a good job, a steady job. I'm not saying chuck your job and go and do the dream. That's not what I said. But have a plan to move from where you are now to your place of contentment. Because that place of contentment is what I was talking about on Friday as your umbrella breakthrough. Once you can plug into it, every other thing will fall into place. The reason why things are still out of sync right now is because you haven't reached that umbrella breakthrough. You haven't plugged in. Once you plug in, other things will come. Provision will come. Provision will come. Once you plug into it, God will provide. Things will start to happen. That is when the fast track really kicks in because things will start to move. It's something you will do exam. You won't even... You won't even, you won't be stressed. You won't be all this, you know, can't sleep at night. You are taking Panadol because you have headache or whatever. You want to do exam. You are, you are panicking. You are having, a, what is it called, a palpitations. All those things will clear. Why? You'll be looking forward to the exam. Because you'll be thinking, as long as I prepare and I prepare hard. God will even begin to give you ideas how to excel against over your colleagues, over and above. You'll be thinking in your, and then you have divine inspiration. <laughs> oh, God. What's the time? Okay. Let me continue. I have so many things to say. I don't want to talk too much. The first track, the first was a new beginning for all of us. And if you partook of it, if you didn't partake of it, <laughs> I can't say how it will be because I'm not God. It's like you have a new list of life. All things, failures, mistakes, mishaps, errors, things that have happened to shorten your uh, opportunities or to shortchange you of opportunities, they are passed away. Don't be surprised when things you have given up on start to resurrect and manifest good things. In fact, brethren, there's someone here, one of your old 
uh, I don't want to say flame. Yeah, maybe I should say flame. Flames. Hmm? Who has gone, you've forgotten about him or her, will come back and you will see. You are going to give that testimony on this altar in Jesus' name. Mark my words. Write it down where I said it. And this time it will be for real. It's not going to be fake like it was before. Mark it down. Write it down. You will see. When you come back to give it, you will see. Praise the Lord. Uh-uh. Praise the Lord. I didn't say praise, Pastor Inka. I said praise the Lord. The first track promise was that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength, that they shall mount up on wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. That means as you are manifesting in this fast track, you will not be stressed out. God will give you the grace to cope and give you the wisdom to be able to achieve what you need to achieve in Jesus' name. One of the key skills you need during this fast track period is revelation knowledge. It's a key skill you must cultivate. And I've said to you one of the ways you can cultivate it is to wake up at night, be diligent about it. I was saying on Friday night that you should wake up at least once a week to pray between the hours of 12 and 3. Why? Those hours, those hours are fast track hours. Those three hours, they are fast track hours. Whatever you are looking for, if you consistently in a disciplined manner pray between those hours consistently, you can do it twice a week, you can do it thrice a week, you can do it however many times it does not destroy your day in a week. You can discipline yourself, begin to discipline yourself to pray at that time. You wait, by that first of December, the testimonies you will have will be outstanding. And they'll be different from every other person's testimony. Why? Because God does it in such a way that he has made that cycle, the 24-hour cycle, to be sorted out by those first three hours. On, um, I can't remember what date it was. How many of you have ever heard of Margaret Atwood, The Handmaid's Tale? Anybody? Mrs. Allison, did you raise your hand? You watched you watch it on TV. Awesome. Was it good? Okay. Um, Margaret Atwood is a Jewish writer. She wrote a book, The Handmaid's Tale, I don't know how many years ago. Absolute blockbuster. Then she wrote a sequel to it, which uh, has been long list shortlisted, sorry, for the Booker Prize. You know, I told you about the Booker Prize a few um, weeks ago. And I told you, I'm praying that Chigose Obioma will win that Booker Prize. That's my prayer. I don't know if God will answer it. But I'm praying so, because that guy is too much. Um, so she did something very unusual. The day the book was going to be released, she released it at midnight. The only other people I know who release books at midnight are the witches. No, I'm serious. All Harry Potter books were released at midnight. All of them, without a single exception. But this is a Jewish woman. And she released her book at midnight. She's saying something powerful. If she wins the Booker Prize, you must realize that she has linked to that midnight prayer. If she wins it, watch out, 14th of October, that's when the winner of the Booker Prize is going to be announced. I'm watching. If Margaret Atwood wins that prize, this fast track I'm telling you about, she links to the 12 midnight. Because I couldn't understand it. Every Harry Potter, you know how Harry Potter has broken records throughout. That witchcraft book has broken records throughout the world. People queue for miles around the bookshops whenever Harry Potter's books are being released. Are you getting it? Why? The witches and wizards are wiser than the children of light. They recognize that there are spiritual principles that must be activated for things to happen in the physical realm. 
you and I are sleeping between 12 and 3. Let it stop. Between 12 and 3, you are snoring. They wake you up to come and pray. You'll be saying, oh, uh, I, I have work tomorrow, 7 a.m. The work that you are working, that the boss, your boss has been keeping vigil for weeks from 12 to 3 every day. That's why nobody can remove him. No matter how wicked or slothful he is, nobody can touch him. Because his spiritual power is speaking for him. You, a child of God, who God instituted 12 to 3 for you to have your divine breakthrough. You are sleeping. Stop wasting God's time and effort and energy. Wake up at night to pray. Just try it. Just try. I just want you to try. Try. Between now and 1st of December, try. One, one time, uh, once a week, twice a week, three times a week if you are good. Three times. Three times. If you are fantastic, more than three. You will see the difference. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening. We hope that you were ministered to through this message. If you have any comment on this presentation or would like to contact us, our address is 38 to 40 Parsons Meet, West Croydon, CR03SL. To speak to a member of our team, you can call us on 0208-688-466. Our website address is www.croydontabernacle.org.uk. Thank you and God bless.